Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All right, we're recording this episode on International Women's Day. Yeah, so yeah. What better way to celebrate than listening to a couple of meatheads talking about recruiting, <laughs> beer, and whiny ass millennials? This week, United Airlines makes a U-turn with employees. Glassdoor is tinkering with its pricing model, and Joe Boo is not just one of your favorite characters from the movie Major League anymore. Joe Boo, wild thing is coming out of the bullpen, kids. Get ready. Google, Lever, Intello, Monster, Jibe. What do these companies and hundreds of others have in common? They all use sovereign technology. Some use our software to help people find the perfect job, while others use our technology to help companies find the perfect candidate. Sovereign has been the global leader in recruitment intelligence software since 1996, and we can help improve your hiring process too. We'd love to help you make a perfect match. Visit Sovereign.com, S-O-V-R-E-N.com, for a free demo. Free demo. Happy International Women's Day, Chad. How are you celebrating? I'm celebrating with a wonderful woman, uh, Julie Sowash, <laughs> yes. Um, a very strong businesswoman uh, who uh, loves her International Women's Day. As do all women, obviously. My... Uh, my wife, a professor mm-hmm. in college, yeah. far more educated than myself, will be attending a uh, smart woman's dinner tonight, um, and I'll be watching the kids. But I see the whole of them. the whole. I, she's so <laughs> smart, but yet she, you. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I still don't get that. But anyway, um, International Women's Day. They deserve more than a day. I'm glad you stopped there. <laughs> uh, pretty much every day is Women's Day in my house. Good call. Um, Shout outs. Let's get to shout outs right out of the gate. David Zaneski sent a zinger uh, where he said, uh, (laughs) I was channeling my inner Xena yell during the Google goes Latin podcast. Very nice. DZ. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Here's the thing though. So I miss Remy. Where did Remy go? Remember we, we gave David and Remy shit like on the same exact podcast and David's still Mm -hmm. shooting snark at us. Come back, Remy. Come on, man. The snark, it's warm. Dude, dude all, all the recruiting kids are snarky. And then <laughs> and then we we hit back, and they kind of curl up in the fetal position. Oh, wow. Zilla, that's, Zilla, that's for you. All recruiting kids. I can't, I can't believe that you went there. <laughs> I can't believe you went there. So anyway, snark is obviously, it's going to be warm. It's going to be very uncomfortable, but it's uh, fun. It's yeah, good stuff. Yeah, they're, it's all, good stuff. They're, all, they're all dead to me at recruiting. <laughs> They're all dead, I still to, love me. You dead to me. What else we got? Um, I want to thank uh, Corey Kapner for po- pointing out. He actually did a screenshot of a find.jobs fail. We talked about find.jobs, I believe, is on the, the, the last podcast. Um, and Corey sent a screenshot. It actually showed that this new high-tech find.jobs platform couldn't even handle different location formats. Um, I mean, it's, it's the very mm-hmm. basics of job search. Location formats... And they, their system couldn't even handle it. So I thought, I thought it was pretty pathetic. 
And obviously Corey did too. Mm-hmm. So he shared it with the world. Um, that was a big fail dot jobs moment. So thanks Corey for that. Yeah. And find dot jobs, whatever dot jobs, get your shit straight. I feel like we're enabling a whole new generation of snark smart asses. Why not? What do you think? I, I mean, why you know. not? I, one of the things, one of the reasons why people listen to us is because they enjoy listening to no bullshit podcasts, right? They they want to listen to just cut through it, right? And I, and people have that need, and and this is this is, it's a safe place. I mean, come on, we're not getting personal here, <laughs> right? We're talking about things that are actually jacked up, and to be quite frank, we're giving you. Really, free consulting. So fix your shit, guys. And I think it's, hell, I think it's healthy. It feels good and cathartic to me. How about you? Um, hey, the more the, the more of the more people that are out there like us, I say the better. Um, and if we're helping enable a new generation of snarkists, then uh, I think we're doing our job. Well, and here, here's another example. So Olivia added me on LinkedIn. I won't share her last name. She added me on LinkedIn. Yeah. And then she sent me a note. Uh, thanks for the ad. I was just listening to your latest podcast and added you after I pushed the invite button. Uh, she got into the millennial yeah. segment about adding randoms on LinkedIn. So apparently I, you know, she was a random um, without context or note. Uh, I couldn't help but laugh. Uh, since that's exactly what I just did to you. Keep up these uh, kick-ass podcasts. Now, that is how you save a bad situation right there. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be lazy and press invite. And then she's like, oh, you know what? He just accepted. I should send back a, a nice a nice note thanking him and saying he has a kick-ass podcast. Good job, Olivia. Very good job. Yeah, and, and, and I don't even mind just the sort of cold and corporate connection on LinkedIn. It's when you ask me for something <laughs> that pisses me off. Like connect with me great, but then 30 minutes later, hey, what do you think about blah 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 or what are the 10 ATSs in your opinion? Like get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like get that pisses me yeah. off. But anyway, I appreciate the shout out and yes, it is kind to say something when you connect with someone on, on LinkedIn, someone I'm connected mm-hmm. to on LinkedIn that I want to send a shout out. And I can't believe I haven't yet uh, is Abby Cheeseman at Skill Scout. Um, not only does she have the best name in the industry, Cheeseman, it's spelled correctly, which is awesome. <laughs> um, but we are not we are not related in any way that I know of. Now, she's married to a Cheeseman. Now, he and I may in a past life be connected some way. But apparently a lot of people go to Abby and say, are you related to Joel? And she has to say no. And, and I get says, the same question Joel? too, but I'm going to clear it up right here on the, on the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, exactly. Joel who, um, and Elena as well. This is speaking yeah. of international women's day. This is a, a startup out there that's run by two women. I know they're super passionate about that and uh, big shout out to them out there in uh, Chicago where they're based. So skill scout, that's, that's the, uh, that's the one, right? Yep. Skill scout. They Excellent. do uh, video, which we love video. So yeah, call them, call them up and support a women's business out there. Where are we going to be next week, man? <laughs> Dublin. We've just been talking about it for the last six months. We're finally so gonna, gonna be there. So I'm hyped. No, I'm totally hyped. And dude, I took a look at the the individuals who are going to be there, not just the ones, you know, on the agenda, but you've got Next, ZipRecruiter, Smashfly, Google, Clinch, Magex, Lenza, Pandologic, Slash, used to be real match, candidate ID. I mean, you've got like a an awesome <laughs> mesh 
of like US TA tech and Europe TA tech. If you're not there and you're in the in this industry, I gotta ask, what the hell are you doing? I mean, are mm-hmm. you in the in the fetal position in the corner? What's going on here? Pete and repeat Weddle always bring it. So uh shout out to them as well. They uh they always amaze me with their conferences. Yep. Uh, last but not least, go to the chadandcheese.com site. There's a little banner that says meet us and w- much like TA Tech, um, Joel and I are going to be at different places. Joel is going to be at ERE in San Diego in April. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be mm-hmm. presenting uh, in San Francisco in early April around the same time. Then, dun dun dun, drum roll, Sherm, talent, Sherm in Vegas. There you go, I'll bring the, bring the back. Yes. Sherm somehow led us into the uh, into the party, and we're probably going to break stuff, and they may never invite us back. But at least we get that one shot to have uh, our fun at a well, Sherm conference. I, I hope they've upped their insurance. That's all I have to say. Um, yeah, so we're going to Sherm, and then right after Sherm, I mean, we're going to spend a week in Vegas, man. Then right after Sherm, we're going straight to TA Tech. So if you are in Vegas for Sherm. You should also take a look at TA Tech right back to back. You're already there. It's Vegas. And oh man, it's Vegas. Stay. Have a good time. By the way, did I hear Sherm right in our call with them that they're gonna give us like access to their Facebook <laughs> streaming video account? <laughs> yes. Good God. Someone drug test the folks at Sherm because something's in the water out there. I don't know what's going on. Cause chaos and rock like Amadeus. All right, you ready to get to the show? Let's do it. All right. United Airlines, <laughs> uh, new worlds of stupid uh, this week. Replaced quarterly bonuses with a lottery. Oh. Okay. Uh, workers who hit performance targets yeah. uh, will be entered to win prizes, including cars, vacations. I guess that's a free flight. Yeah. Uh, or even a hundred grand for one lucky employee. Yes. Uh, about 1.6% of United's 86,000 workers will win something every quarter. That's not a lot of, uh, that's not a high percentage. Anyway, the new system replaces previous pay incentives, which have been anywhere from $63 to $7,589, Inc. Magazine estimates. Um, Social media, at least in my circles, went sort of apeshit uh, when this was announced for obvious reasons. Yeah. Well, usually a lottery is something that you choose to do, right? In some cases, you know, you're going to go and you're going to spend a buck or five bucks or 20 bucks or whatever it is to go play the lottery (laughs) for a chance, right? This isn't even, this isn't even giving you an option, right? This is, this is guess what guys, you're not going to get a pay increase, but we're just going to go ahead and throw you into this lottery, which only as you had said, 1.6% of you will win. Um, Just from a PR standpoint, this is one of the dumbest things, which is why they backed out of it, obviously. But one of the dumbest things that you can do, hey, look, you know, we think this is really cool. So cool that we're going to make sure that, you know, pretty much 98.4% of you are not not going to get anything, right? They took, they took this flight back to the gate. Yes, it did not get very far uh, before social media. And I'm sure there was an uproar internally that we don't even know about of people. But yeah, like it's, it's clearly sort of a cost saving measure. Um, they, they surely wrapped it in sort of a fun thing. They wrapped it in, you could win a car, a hundred grand, but people who hit bonuses, like they just want 
average shit back for, you know, hitting their goals. Um, I don't know what it says about human nature. Like we're not like we want what we've earned and not yeah. like put our put our name in a hat and maybe I'll win something big or I won't win anything at all. Right. Um, this certainly exemplifies human nature and how companies really screw this up. I wouldn't be surprised if some HR folks got, you know, fired over this because yeah. of the outrage that, that followed. Yeah. But uh, a uh-huh. dumb idea on all on all counts. And by the way, like if 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 I know that you really suck, you might have just barely hit your goals. Right. <clears throat> but I totally crushed it. And you win a hundred grand. How am I going to feel as an employee that lot that you know get to see someone substandard to me win a hundred grand the lottery? I'm probably not going to be real happy about it. And that's going to happen a lot. But it, so here's how you fix this, United. I'm going to give you a little free advice. What you do is you keep the raises in place. And because you created this PR nightmare for yourself, some idiot within PR and or marketing, what you do is you go ahead and you institute the lottery as well. You do both. Don't be dumbasses. Um, you're going to come out of this like dragging a guy off a plane, for goodness sakes. Um, you need you need to be smart about this. Go ahead and institute both. Whether you do it for you know one year or not, you've got to be smarter about how you do business. This is dumb. This needs to be, again, going back to the International Women's Day, they need to find their inner Oprah, right? And everybody gets something. So you get a car, you get a car, you get a something. You, like give everybody something that hits it, but then have a few lucky winners that really strike it rich, yeah. right? Like I think everyone would be happy with that. So we're in agreement on that. United, fix your stuff and uh, you're welcome. Yes. That was free advice from Chad and Cheese. You're lucky. Uh, also needing advice, apparently, is uh, Glassdoor. What did what happened with them this week? Well, you know, I think looking to to position yourself for IPO does some weird things to, to companies, don't you think? Yeah, people lose their minds. People do lose their in minds. IPOs. Yeah, like where can we make money? Uh-huh. Where where like they throw the they throw the couch cushions <laughs> off, right? And they go looking for change. <laughs> we need to pump up that that first initial uh, you know report. Yeah. To Wall yeah, Street, yeah. and this this to me is clearly, clearly them saying like, okay, let's flip up, let's flip up the staffing industry couch cushion and see what kind of dollars we can generate from them. Yeah, so I mean, th- so this next segment actually started with a re- a weird email that was screenshotted and it, and it was shared on Twitter, and it was asked to pretty much to Glassdoor. Uh, marketing communications and, and Glassdoor overall, you know, what the hell does this mean? And here's here's what the, the email actually said. I want to let you know, effective April 1st, 2018, I actually thought it was April Fool's at first, um, Glassdoor's rate card will increase. <laughs> Very nice. If you're currently receiving any organic applies from Glassdoor, this is important. If you are currently receiving any organic applies from Glassdoor, they will stop. That will no longer be a free feature. Again, that will stop. If Glassdoor is something that you are interested in, this is where the sale comes in, then you can call your account executive, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, it reached, reached out to um, Samantha, I'm going to get her last name wrong, Zupan, Z-U-P-A-N, who is in charge of, uh, she's VP of communications over at Glassdoor. She's, she's very nice. I will vouch for her. She's a, she's a good kid. But the thing is, what she responded back with on Twitter totally contradicts what I just read. Okay. So she said the changes reflect how we're doing business with staffing firms. So just staffing firms. 
We're looking to set up paid business relationships with them to help boost their recruiting efforts. Go figure. We're not removing organic job listings. Okay, they didn't say they were going to do that in the email. Although job candidates will continue to be able to apply for free jobs on Glassdoor, organic or sponsored, which is counter to what the actual message was. So I wonder, you know, if this was a communications error, kind of like on the sales side that was sent out to be able to yeah. try to spur, you know, the, 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 the sky is falling for staffing firms say, oh my God, we've got to, we've got to buy this or, mm-hmm. you know, which, which one, who's lying? That's the big question. It's a rogue salesperson, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. It, there's confusion here. And, um, no doubt to me, Glassdoor is going to look at, you know, how do we, how do we bleed this turnip for more cash. Um, staffing industry historically has been the whipping boy of the whole thing. And, and even you and I have talked about the money that Monster made, you know, from from staffing companies and hot jobs, you know, didn't do that. And I, I forget what you said, what percentage of Monster's revenue was staffing firms. It was like 70. It was like 75%. It was like 75%. Yeah. Yeah. 75%. So, you know, I, I, yeah, like I can't fault Glassdoor for you know, oh shit, there's some money there and doing that. But it, but also to me, it's a little bit confusing in that Glassdoor is built on sort of companies having profiles and having reviews and interview questions uh, revealed where, you know, if you leave a review for a staffing company, do they have profile pages? Is it for the company they're hiring for? Um, if there are interview questions, would you leave that question for the staffing firm or for the direct employer? Do they even know the direct employer? So mm-hmm. From a usability perspective, I see this being potentially challenging um, from them. But hell, we got to raise money because we got an IPO coming up. So to hell with users. So I actually reached out to somebody in the staffing industry and said, hey, what the hell's up? And, you know, they said, you have to have a, a, a minimum $2,000 spend. And if you don't pay, your competitors... Uh, sponsored jobs actually show up by your reviews. So obviously your jobs over in that right rail are not going to populate because you're not paying to get your jobs into your profile. So they'll go ahead and slap uh, obviously uh, some, some, some competition over on that right rail. And this to me is really taking brand hostage. And it, it, it's not a great way to do business, man, because mm-hmm. Nobody likes nobody. I don't care if it's staffing agency or not. Nobody likes to be taken advantage of. And soon, I mean, as soon as they see a window, they're going to freaking take their spend and they're going to run to somebody else. And we saw this with Career Builder. We saw this with Monster when Indeed started to make their play. As soon as people had an opportunity to be able to take their money and go somewhere else, guess what they did? They did. They went somewhere else. <laughs> Saw where I was leading there. You know this. This this feels like you know if, if you if you followed Yelp at all, um, and it almost feels like Glassdoor is taking a page out of Yelp strategy. There were a lot of you know local businesses that complained about Yelp, sort of, you know, not directly saying it, but sort of around the way saying, yeah. "Hey, if you don't pay us, um, you know, your competition's going to be more visible. Those shitty reviews are going to be at the top of the page." Um, and sort of subtly, if, if you're a paying right. customer, if you pay us money, like you'll be able to control those reviews or maybe those reviews will go away or go lower yeah. down, you know, down the totem pole. And, um, so this, this sort of blackmail business, um, is real shitty and it, and it usually doesn't work long term. Although again, if you have an IPO coming up, you want to show growth, get that stock price up and then everyone cashes out and who cares. But, 
um, long term, it's not a real great strategy. No, 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 no. And and so I asked, what the hell? I mean, why aren't they doing the same? Why are they focusing on staffing and not talent acquisition? And their response was, if you had a shitty Glassdoor rating, would you sponsor jobs? If you did, do you think the cost per applicant would be good? or that your advertisers would even want to suppress, there it is, the bad reviews. So there's no question. Trouble, we see trouble uh, actually brewing for Glassdoor, I think, on on a long-term scale. But again, if they're thinking short-term just because they want to get to IPO, they want to be able to squeeze as much as they possibly can, the big question is if you're a staffing company right, there, right now, do you just tell them to go to hell? Maybe. You got other options. But a lot of them, if you know, if it's successful, they'll they'll stick with it. Yep. Time will tell, man. But you know, one company that's not short sighted, yes, and looks out for their customers and users is America's Job Exchange. It is, and you got something to say actually, about that. I was actually just thinking about them. Um, they're starting to roll out uh, a new website and new messaging, and it's it's actually pretty cool. So the the, the, the new messaging is cl- compliance is mandatory. Diversity is essential. And I think that is very smart and really packages up. Yeah. Good like job, that. America's Job Exchange. They must they must have come up with that under the three feet of snow that's in the uh, <laughs> Northeast area this week. So way to go, team. Yeah, way to go, team. So they're, they're messaging. Great things happen when organizations embrace diversity. America's Job Exchange provides a simple yet effective solution that connects equality-focused employers with the talent they need to build successful teams and maintain OFCCP compliance. This is the big message that major Fortune 500 companies, federal contractors, they all need to understand is yes, 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 yes. You've gotta gotta check the box. You've gotta do the recording or reporting. Compliance is mandatory. If you want to continue to receive hundreds of millions of dollars, in some cases billions of dollars a year from your client, the U.S. government, then you have to focus on compliance. But the big key for business is diversity and how essential it is. Research has actually shown how essential diversity is to a working team. I knew ideas being able to uh, to, to really launch uh, companies into the stratosphere of of, of success. So um, big big ups for America's Job Exchange. Check them out. Uh, new new beautiful starting to roll out site americasjobexchange.com. If you do care about diversity, because you know it's ex- essential, uh, go to chadcheese.com. Uh, go down to the sponsors area, just a little scroll, and click on America's Job Exchange, and there's a 25% or some type of discount. There's a discount there to start using uh, America's Job Exchange and focusing on compliance and diversity. Did you just say little scroll? Little. I like that. Just a little scroll away. Just a little scroll away. Chadcheese.com, little scroll. Of Fortune 500 companies, only 10% are women-led. So uh, AJE, fight the good fight. Get that diversity into the bigger companies as well as the smaller ones. Amen. Oh, do we have to go to millennials? Damn it. <laughs> I was having a good day, and now we got to talk about millennials. You're so excited uh, about this. Okay, so so let's let's talk about the Burger King ad. Let's talk about this. Yep. Tell me about the, these Burger King ads, because you, I think... <laughs> Yeah, I think you put them up, and I was like, "What the hell?" It yeah. look it looked like it was fake, didn't it? No. <laughs> so, so I get all kinds of news stuff, and and marketing is obviously something I'm passionate about. 
And every once in a while on, you know, one of the, uh, the ad, ad week or advertising blogs or publications, there will be an employment related story about advertising. And this story was print ads for Burger King that were, so, were totally out of bounds, but the, the whole gist of it was to get your attention. No shit. They had pictures of like soccer hooligans or football mm-hmm. hooligans because we're going to yep. Europe. Football hooligans with like, you know, the, the Molotov cocktails, Molotov cocktails, like the, uh, yeah, throwing fire and fighting police. And, and it was like, oh, you like burning stuff? Come, come charboil some, some burgers or whatever it is, right? Like that was such an extreme message. But clearly, Burger King has to be so outrageous with their ads because millennials apparently won't get off the couch to go work at Burger King unless they see something really outrageous that connects with them. And apparently, by the way, I guess part of the ad uh, advertising from the agency was like, look, young people are mad about government. They're mad about like the man. They're mad about everything. So connecting, uh, you know, pipe bombing the government is, is equated to going to work for Burger King, which let's be honest, is a relatively boring job, I would think. Um, but it just showcases what the depths that millennials have driven marketers to to get their attention just allowing these types of ads to go out i mean i don't know who and i think this was in germany right so whoever is in charge of marketing in germany if they still have a job right now i would be incredibly surprised this is ridiculous but it doesn't really matter probably because a company that you shared on our mm-hmm. our stream this week uh, is developing Flippy, yeah. which has a cute name, <laughs> but is putting all these kids out of business because it's going to do the burger flipping for us, like much of the things that will be automated. So Flippy will be there and we won't have these Burger King ads anymore because all the Burger Kings, Wendy's, McDonald's, etc. will just buy robots to flip burgers uh, which will also be to order from your mobile phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't have to talk to someone to take your money. Um, the future of fast food is interesting, but it's probably a lot with fewer humans, yeah, I would yes. think. And that affects the millennials as well. Uh, self-driving cars were in the news or trucks, right? In the news this week, yep. as usual. So Embark Trucks, um, they've uh, actually created uh, a, a system that they've built with uh, with Peterbilt Trucks that uh, had an autonomous truck drive from California to Florida, 2,400 miles without a human driver. Um, pretty amazing. We're always talking about AI and machine learning for our industry and there are a lot of people that actually scoff at oh yeah ai and machine learning whatever recruitment blah blah blah. but listen guys if they can do this on the road i mean we're talking about ai and machine learning to map everything around you to avoid obstacles to know where you're going mapping obviously all the gps um oncoming traffic and shit like that um it's like having robotic situational awareness really um has cameras everywhere it's an, it's equipped with radar and lidar the the uh, light detection ranging systems lidar Jeez. yeah um i mean it, it's got all the cool shit that's on it and it only needs humans when when it needs fuel to be able to to actually get off and exit fuel up, do whatever it needs to do and come back on, or, you know, obviously go ahead and drop your load. Um, so yeah, right now you quote unquote need humans, much like flippy, you know, a human has to put the patties onto the grill, right? <laughs> that shit's going to change guys. I mean, 
if you can actually make a robot that's going to flip burgers and drive even more so drive from floor or California to Florida. And right now it needs a human for off ramps. You, how long do you think it's going to take for them to get that shit right? Uh, not long. In fact, I heard a story this, this week as well about Domino's, how they're sort of secretly R and Ding self-driving cars to deliver pizza. And like you get a code on your phone to unlock the, uh, to, to open the locker with your hot, fresh pizza and not have to deal with a, you know, a delivery person. So yeah, the future is, uh, is scary. Um, and millennials won't do those damn jobs, right? I mean, we can't find truckers. We can't find burger flippers. We can't find pizza guys, right? So who is going to take those jobs? I mean, we obviously have immigration problems and we think that, you know, obviously all of our jobs are taken. That's so much bullshit, man. We need to focus on where the need is from a workforce standpoint and long-term need. Um, robots are coming, guys. Dude, just give people their VR headset, hook them into Xbox, and the sex robots will be delivered, and we're all good. Like, what else do we need? Um, something dear, near and dear to my heart, um, Joe Boo, uh, as a former <laughs> Cleveland resident, loved the movie Major League, but not, maybe not the best name for a job search site. Uh, Joe Boo Jobs is in beta, um, and this is still on our millennial rant. So a 22-year-old kid, basically, uh, starting this company. It's, quote, unquote, a new Tinder for Jobs site. And oh, God. You know, it's in beta, but there are screenshots. They even have the whole, like, it's a match thing, uh, mm -hmm. the visuals, if you've been on Tinder. Um, it's been a while for me. I know you've never been on it. But well, you've seen screenshots, I'm sure. Um, we need to get away from this Tinder for job stuff because no one has the time to flip through, you know, right and left on candidates or jobs that they want. They want to search it. They want to get to relevant mm -hmm. results. And more and more on the recruiting side, they just want to, like, automate uh, the sourcing with robots yeah. And like to think that we're going to swipe left and right on candidates when there are so much more efficient ways to find people is ridiculous. So stop the madness. Uh, this company out in Boise, which I understand is a beautiful place, <laughs> find something else to do than launch Jobu Jobs slash Tinder for employment. Okay, don't, don't waste our time and your money. Don't don't do it. I, I literally thought this was I thought this was a joke when you threw it out there at first because I read it. I'm like, oh, this has got to be a bullshit joke. And I mean, since eHarmony for jobs is now dead, it's proven to be dead. Uh, the, now we've got a fallback position. It's it's Tinder for jobs. Everybody now is going to be Tinder for jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still with the millennial rant, uh, Activision, Activision Blizzard, oh God, uh, great no. company, you have friends there. Anyway, they are giving new, new parents that are employees a $1,200 baby crib. This crib will like change your kid, rock your kid, feed your kid, talk to your kid, white noise it to sleep, etc. <laughs> And this is like what we've come to with millennial, like, you know, coddling is giving new parents at the company this $1,200 baby crib because I millennial need my sleep and don't want to wake up at four. I want this machine to raise my kids. And again, this is going to, I guess, where the world is going. But to me, this is a sad statement on employment uh, that we're giving cribs away because we want our our nice young employees to get their sleep at night. 
Well, Activision, but did they develop this crib? No. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. No, that's pathetic no. then. But yeah. So at the end of the day, really, it's back to the, the millennials. It's back to the millennials just wanting things handed to them. Um, yeah, I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to raise my kids. I shouldn't have to. Did it? Does it really change the kid? I don't think it changed the kid. Does it change the kid? No, I was, I was kind of being facetious about that. But you know, that's coming. Yeah, but I, again, it's like, I don't want to do any of this, right? I just want some machine to do it for me. And that is ridiculous. I mean, how do you mm -hmm. believe people become successful? They have to do the dirty work. How do you think that you become a successful successful parent? Or it doesn't, you've got to do the dirty work, right? And that's the fun part about it. I look back into those sleepless nights that I had with my kids, some of the best memories I've ever had. And you're just screwing yourself out of them because you're a lazy ass. <laughs> Do you think people choose Activision Blizzard to work because of something like this? Probably, right? Yeah, I don't think they. Like, I bet all the this. I bet all the new parents that get this crib are like, Activision is awesome. <laughs> they bought this crib for me. I sleep at night. I don't see my kid, but hell, I'm sleeping at night. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, lastly, on the millennial oh, rant, God. thank God, is uh, Phil Strazula. <laughs> I think I'm saying that correctly. Uh, who works at uh, Next Wave. And so anyway, he put up a video on LinkedIn. I got no problems with that. It was a whiteboard Wednesday video, which is sort of popular, getting popular, has been popular for a while. Anyway, he made a statement like SEO for employers is dead or they don't have to worry about it, yada, yada. You and I both know that. I mean, look, are there other options? Yes. But you know, your point, and I would have made the same point, is that Google for Jobs is creating a whole new sort of discipline around optimizing yeah. your jobs, right? And I even wrote a post on ERE. You can go search for it. Um, it's like seven optimization tips for you know, conquering Google for mm -hmm. Jobs or something. And it, it's all very practical, organic search result optimization right. tips um, that will affect your, your search. So he sort of glossed over that, you know, like... He was looking at sort of old general job search stuff, even though he does mention Google for jobs. So it was around sort of. I mean, it was a four minute. It was over a four minute video. He like mentioned Google for jobs. And it's like, dude, what, what the hell are you talking about when you're talking about optimizing for job content? And you're not even going to go ahead and spend a, a good portion of your video on optimizing Google for jobs. He spent no time on that. Yeah. He said it was it was there, but he didn't. He just said SEO was, it was irrelevant. Like no company story about that. And which is a relief for I'm sure a lot of companies <laughs> to think that, but to also think like, oh, well, you shouldn't care about it because indeed and Glassdoor and everyone else has those top rankings is sort of dangerous. Yes. Um, I mean, I could take any decent company and compete and most SEOs could with those rankings. Um, so it's not like, oh, well, so-and-so ranks for it. So yeah. you're screwed. Don't yeah. even worry about it. Um, so anyway, the video's gotten 20,000 views. So kudos to the kid, uh, who I've spoken to and seems like a nice guy. Um, kudos for the 20,000 views. And, and that sort of helps his, his argument that, you know, focus on social media stuff because it's more sort of pertinent and relevant and you're going to get mm -hmm. more traction, which was the case in this. My problem with him was, um, you kind of sort of really lightly with gloves, you know, went yeah. to him. And he called you like no reason to be a jerk. And it was like this whole thin skinned millennial stuff. Like, oh, don't mm -hmm. wait. I, 
you know, if you hit at somebody, if you have a, if you have a opinion, get ready to be called out on it and defend it. You and I deal with this every yeah. day, right? And maybe because we're old and grizzled and angry at the world, but you know, deal with it. You know, you got an opinion, you own a company, like don't call someone a jerk because they're like putting you on the mat for something. Like come back with more ammunition, come back with an opinion, come back with facts Mm -hmm. uh, and don't just curl up in a fetal position and call someone a jerk about it. Millennial rant over. But yeah, I mean, it was fairly simple. It was like the guy didn't know what the hell he was talking about. He was looking for something. He might have read a book from like, you know, the, the late 1990s on SEO or some shit like that. Maybe he watched a video. But he truly, he didn't know what the hell he was talking about. So I just threw out there, like, hey, dude, you're glossing over the biggest piece of this. And and then maybe you need to listen to a Chad and Cheese podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he called, I've been called much worse than a jerk. I actually kind of chuckled about it because, yeah, he is a kid and and he, he needs whipped around a little bit. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. You're going to get hit, dude. Just get up. <laughs> you know, don't jerkify it. I got to move on from this because I'm getting irritated. <laughs> And what better way to do that than to thank a new sponsor yeah. from the show? Yes, we're very excited. Coming in April. Very excited in April. Job Ad X from the folks that uh, have given you Recruit have a new programmatic solution for your job advertising needs. I won't get too far into it because they'll have their own message for you, but oh, yeah. we're both very excited. Uh, we have officially sort of filled all the spots on the show for sponsorship. But we also want to take this quick ad spot to talk about our own stuff. Oh, yeah. So you obviously know us for the Chad and Cheese podcast. We both have, you know, together collective 40 years in, in this industry, and we've seen a lot of shit, obviously. Um, and we know a lot of people. That's the big key. So one of the things that we can help most businesses out with, whether you're talent acquisition or you're a vendor, is to be able to innovate, compete, and and really just focus on your business. And, and in most cases, you don't have the experts in-house to be able to do that. And you don't have the cash to hire them full-time. So right. go to chadcheese.com, click on huddle, and we have consulting obviously opportunities where, uh, you know, we can, we can sit down with you and we can have a huddle and we can start to talk about some of these things. You know, again, if you're on the, on the vendor side of the house, in most cases, your big focus is how do we increase sales, right? We can help with that. So look at huddle sales, marketing, your startup, looking to understand the, the, the business better, the demographic, the customers that you're hoping to, to nab. If you're an international company looking to sort of crack into the United States, you know, Chad and I have 40 years, Mm -hmm. I guess, combined experience uh, in this space. We have incredible networks to sort of, you know, help plug you into, to companies or contacts. Um, so yeah, if you're looking to take your business to the next level, chadcheese.com, click on huddle, uh, check it out. We'll come out and spend a day with you. If uh, you're looking to take your conference to the next level, click on Roadshow and uh, we'll come out and and, uh, shake up your event for sure. With spring and (laughs) summer, you know, a lot of conferences are starting to come out and, and, uh, you know, looking for new ways to entertain and titillate their audience. Yeah. And that's the big thing, right? It, it, you definitely want to drop knowledge on your, your audience, but you don't want to do it in a boring ass way. And that's one of the, one of the things that we 
been able to do, it's, right? It's, it's a no cricket process. Put our asses, put our asses on stage, live podcast, no PowerPoints, no sales spiel, no yawning. We're going to invigorate the crowd. And we're going to have fun and we're going to talk about shit mm-hmm. that matters. So go to chadcheese.com, click on Roadshow, have us at your event. All right. Closing the podcast, uh, iSims uh, ATS, popular ATS, we've talked about on the show yep. and had their wonderful Susan Vitale, marketing person on the, on the, on the next exclusive Lover. a few months ago. Uh, he had an interesting blog post that we thought we'd talk about. Tell us about uh, what he said. Yeah, it was entitled, How Google Begins and Ends the War for Talent. And pretty much kind of paraphrase what he's saying in this is, you know, hey, TAA tech industry, you created the gap. Now, Google is going to fill it. Job search sucks. Obviously, you know, remember the the monster said that. We talked about that last week. Um, Imagine that. Monster says job search sucks. Applying for uh, from one site to the next, throwing all your information out there on the web. It isn't fun. It isn't easy. It isn't safe. Um, And the candidate experience just falls flat and it sucks, right? So all these different pieces of it, just, I mean, there's an opportunity and you've left room for Google to come in and take market share. So that, that's really drink your milkshake, to to drink your milkshake. So TA tech industry, you had one job, one job, and uh, Google's now going to take that job. So what, what are your thoughts about that? You know, to me, uh, he, makes a, he makes a great point. And we've talked about it on the show in terms of, you know, Google data. Google knows that people were clicking on job pages and finding duplicate jobs everywhere. And, you know, like Google knew all that. And part of, I think, the, the, the inspiration for Google for Jobs was to help the users better navigate the duplicate content issue, the multiple, um, yep. you know, sites issue and going back and forth. So, you know, they, they sort of brought that upon themselves. Um, you know, they needed money and multiple postings and the distribution model is a great mm-hmm. model for profit. Um, but it's going to, it's going to bite them in, in the, it has, it yeah. is biting them in the ass. Um, you know, my, my challenge with the post was that he sort of, his context was, that like nothing would change going forward, that that job search would continually be, I go to google.com, I search for jobs, there are the jobs, like, and that's end of story. Um, it's a little more potentially, it is comp- more complicated than that. And I think his, the future of job search will continue to evolve. And I'm not sure how Google's place in that new world Mm-hmm. is going to evolve with it, right? Like I still really think that, that voice assistants will have a place with all this. And I'm not sure Google is going to be there. Um, I think mobile devices, automation stuff, like, I don't know. I just think like searching for a job, you know, when you and I were doing it, we bought the Sunday paper, we looked at the ads, we sent out letters, we made phone calls and that was our reality. And it has evolved significantly from mm-hmm. that. Like no one does that anymore. So can we say 10 years from now, people will still go to Google? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, they probably will, or a good number will. I think Facebook has a good opportunity as a lifestyle business and a place where people spend most of their time um, to be a juggernaut in terms of job search. Um, I think Microsoft LinkedIn component in terms of the workplace mm-hmm enterprise software has a place in this. But ultimately, my problem with it is it sort of like puts us in the mud and we're not changing and Google has won. Yeah. And I think that that's not the not going to be the case in the future. Yeah, I think we're seeing a ton of 
startups, really cool startups, really push some of these old codgers kind of in the industry. And, and that's, that's great. Uh, one of the things that Colin does cite is the research, some career builder research that said 80% of job searches actually start on Google. I don't know if it's that high, but I know it's high to your point with regard to voice and mobile. I think to be quite frank, voice and mobile, Google has those covered. They have a, an amazing voice assistant. Um, they own probably the lion's share of uh, operating systems on the planet for mobile. So, I mean, they, they're real. They, I think they're good there. It's all about that lifestyle piece like you're talking with with uh, LinkedIn and, and more so with, with, with Facebook, where I think, and I, Colin is amazing, but I think where he misses the mark is his real focus is, hey, Google is going to be sending these job seekers to the corporate career site. It's pretty much what it's all coming down to. Yeah, you can go to Glassdoor and their little buttons and all this other fun stuff, mm -hmm. but it's going to be so much easier for a job seeker to go directly to your ISIM system or what have you. And that's not what we're seeing now. I mean, if you do a, or do a search and you check out some of the options when you click on a job, it'll say, it won't say career site. It'll say smart recruiters. And as a job seeker, I don't know what the hell a smart recruiters is. I do know what Glassdoor is. I do know what LinkedIn is. I'm going to use one of those, right? Or Taleo or Conexa or, yeah, or iSIMS. Yeah, I don't know what iSIMS is because I'm a candidate, right? I don't know these things. So to think that it's already kind of figured out is wrong. I think the way that Google is going after things right now. Uh, is very smart to ensure that they're not focused on creating a quote unquote monopoly. They've gotten in trouble for that before. Um, but there is yep. still a ton of wrinkles to iron out. So um, Colin, I, I agree there is there, there there's a huge gap in the market. That's why Google's is is here. That's why they have pretty much the trifecta of of products that are out there right now. But they're, I don't think they're anywhere close to where they need to be to be able to offer a great user experience. Yeah. And brands still mean something, you know, if, and I think ease of use, yes. right? And a lot of these ATSs still suck ass when it comes to applying. And if I'm a job seeker and I, I see jobs that I like, if, if, I, if I like applying through mm -hmm. Glassdoor or I love how Monster's interface works, by the way, if you're Monster, you should really be working hard on making that as easy as possible. Like whoever's going to Amazon the apply process is going to win because just like buying a product, if you think Amazon is super easy, which it is to buy stuff and you do it like if you did a search for products and you could buy it from either Walmart, Target, uh, buy.com right. or Amazon, if you are an Amazon loyalist, you're going to click Amazon, you're going to click one click, one click buy and you're going to be done. Yep. And that's how this is going to work. Like the, the job search site that is the most seamless, frictionless process is going to win. So I, I totally agree. It's not just going to be Taleo or ISEMS or anyone else because it's the corporate site. Although I think there yes. is some relevance to that. If you can make it easy as possible to apply, mm -hmm. like you're going to win. And that's the charge. That's the charge for every company out there. Really for every vendor out there <clears throat> is to be able to make that incredibly that one touch, right? So that I don't have to worry about pushing my data out from site to site, to site, to site, to site, to site. Yeah. And by the way, I would, I would put LinkedIn as the front runner in that race. People already have their profiles there. Yep. It's already pretty easy on LinkedIn. 
Um, no upload a resume thing. It's already done. So personally for me, I think LinkedIn is in the, uh, the pole position in terms of that environment. Facebook is coming up fast. <laughs> Woo. 50 minutes, dude. <laughs> well, you probably edited it down to like 30 minutes, but anyway, we've been on a, on a while. Uh, I say we, uh, we out this thing and go on with our, our lives. But I do, I do want you to introduce the outro because it's your daughter and it's awesome. So any, any, any intro to this, intro to the outro? Yeah, it is awesome that it's International Women's Day and my daughter's actually doing the outro. A very strong young lady who's going to be a, a strong woman one day. So here's Emma. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.